Like, cause my body, my body like, they be like, slow up, homie. You talking too fast. I got a couple of quips. I came to talk trash. Yeah, he's Bucky Watson, Bradley Bax. This is going down. We call it the G Splash. Hey. Welcome to another super dope episode of G Splash Podcast, where we talk movies, Uber, comic books, riots, and six pop culture news stories of the week. I'm your host, Bradley Motherfucking Baxter, with my man, Chris <laughs> Bucky Watts. That's me. Bang, bang, baby. Gang, gang. Hey, this is episode <laughs> 77 of the dopest podcast wow, on us. earth. 77, man. Uh, we just keep doing it. They keep telling us to stop, and we just keep can't doing stop, it. won't stop. Rockefeller forever, bad boy. Take that, take that, take that. There it was. That yeah. was something. That was you something. Like that? I can't believe I can't believe this. I'm saying this, man. But uh, after this episode, we have eight episodes left of the season, and then we start wow. summer sessions. Isn't that crazy? Damn! Like you, Look at us going. Like you, eight. I thought we only had four. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, what are you taking a vacation early, huh? I gotta get out of here. I got stuff. Got shit to do. I got things. I'm excited though. This is gonna be a good episode. I mean, we we're coming we're we're coming down so hard from Avengers Land. Yeah, we that, uh, uh, go for it. I cut you off, man. I, well, no, I'm just saying what you're gonna say, which is that we've been so built up for so long about Avengers. Yeah, now we don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, one behind us, a new one to talk about though. A little bit. We'll probably we'll get into a little bit of uh the new trailer for Spider Man Far From Home later in the show. But today we got some. We're talking some Uber, some Ice Cube stuff, man. Stranger Things. Uber, that's an interesting Yeah, one. we'll get into that. Much. Before the, uh, some real quick upcoming announcements. Over at Splash Trash and Mad, we talked this week. Um, Long Shot starring Charlize Theron. And, we did talk about that. And we Seth Rogen, political comedy, rom-com situation there. And then the under the radar somewhat, although it did better in the box office, but The Intruder, which has <laughs> Dennis Quaid. Uh, well, I already forgot his name. Michael Ely and Megan Good. Yeah, Michael Ely. Yeah. They're both in it. Um, check it out. See what we think about those movies. Yeah, it's a uh, spoiler alert. We're not gonna tell you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, and then episode eighty. I know it's three episodes down the way, but we're talking Prince Ali Aladdin, which should be a yeah. fun one. Yeah. Man, is that already gonna be here? That movie's already gonna come out. In three weeks, two, two weeks. It comes out in two weeks. Oh my god. Summer blockbusters are coming, baby. You better be ready. Have a good summer. Yeah, alright man, let's get into some news. We got a lot to talk about. This is a two-parter, but an Uber riot walkout. Ooh, that was fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, I tried to do some wordplay there. Anyway, we'll start with Hey yeah! We'll start with Uber. If you're wondering why you can't find an Uber this morning, Juno, or even a Lyft, it's because the driver's on strike, baby. Uh, Uber. What? Is this Is this nationwide? Is this worldwide? Yeah, it's actually, uh, even Australia is joining in on this thing. I don't know why, but it, it, they are. Uber. Classic yeah. Aussies. So, 
Uber will start selling its shares to the public uh, this Thursday, making the service potentially worth as much as $91 billion. That's a lot of the green. That's a lot of the coin. Meanwhile, the drivers are supposed to be making at least $17 an hour, which is not always the case. Man, talk about, I I don't know. I don't know. You can guess you can go both ways on this, but the drivers are, are... unhappy with some of the wages and some of the things that that uber's doing so they're they're all on strike they've got lyft behind them they've got juno and uh, it's becoming like a worldwide thing but tomorrow or today this morning if you can't get a ride on your uber you won't get one until 9 p.m unless you get one from a scab so jimmy christmas that's crazy man yeah man i i guess i always assumed that um Uber drivers, those guys made a little bit more money the way that's advertised for to join. Like, come be your own boss. Join Uber and take people. Yeah, but, you know, that's really just to get people in the door. Right, but I feel like. They don't care about you. They don't. It doesn't. From what I've read, it doesn't seem like they do too much. I mean, from what I gather, I mean, what's really what's Uber providing? Just an app, like just some kind of a, a connection to get people and and their their brand their brand i guess but like ultimately yeah. you're buying the car it's your car you have to have insurance you have to get a license uh and that and then even in new york there's only so many licenses that they'll give out sure and then on top of that like i know that a lot of these drivers have like all three licenses for like cabs uber Lyft, whatever juno all of them but like sure i've seen people in, in uber pools where i'm just like wow <laughs> Sometimes they take a beating. I'm sure they do. And their cars, like, at least out here in New York, I'm sure it's different everywhere else. But I just thought they were a little bit taken care of better than they They exist so that people can have that job. Because if you just, like, got in your car and like, I'm going to get people a ride. Like, yeah, no one creepy. would trust you. Creepy as fuck. And so now it's them saying, well, fine, then we will. Uh, well, if we're the company that's making it so you all have jobs, then we can make as much money as we want. And the people are like, well, no, because now I'm driving people around like a taxi. But I'm they're not giving me tips. You're not paying me enough. Then what's the point of working with this company? So it's like a weird dish. Like without us, you don't make any money, but we need you to make money. So it's a real thing they're going through. So I don't blame them for being like, we out. Yeah. The other thing too is that New York is supposed to be providing, like they don't, Uber doesn't provide benefits either. So like there's right. some, there's some program that New York developed to where they're supposed to be making $17 an hour and New York is supposed to be helping with the. But government sure. government insurance policies, we all, everybody knows is trash. I mean, so it's, it's not like so like to say that that's a benefit. And the other thing that I read too right. was that apparently you can get kicked off of Uber for like in no real yeah, quick for nothing at all. Like, which is weird because you're supposed to be your own boss. So are you employed by Uber? No, but yes, you right. are. You are, but you aren't. You are, but you you are, but you're not. You know what it sounds like to me, Chris? Bunch of malarkey. No, it sounds like a licensing job. Like Uber's just letting, like, letting people use their name. Sure. And then people Absolutely. are paying for that. That's what people are paying for. Absolutely. That's exactly what. That's it not is. the only walkout that happened this week, or is going to happen this week. Well, this one already Uh-oh. happened. Uh-oh. This happened yesterday, uh, or on the sixth, rather. But Riot Games. Have you heard of Riot Games, video game company? You know what? I should have, but I haven't. Yeah, I, or I probably have. It's not coming to my mind. Coming to my my mind. Well, now you're about to know, and I'm gonna tell you why. Last year, numerous Riot Games employees came forward with their stories of workplace discrimination and harassment. 
Once exposed, Riot's culture of discriminatory, uh, discriminatory behavior prompted some developers to file lawsuits against the company. Riot's legal team responded by forcing employees' lawsuits into private arbitration. This sparked an outrage huh. within Riot and throughout the industry as arbitration is well known as common tactic to disproportionately excuses the corporate from wrongdoing and forces physical proximity between perpetrators of sexual crimes and their victims. Murmurs of an employee walkout grew and Riot developers were left with no recourse when the studio recently announced it would only discontinue its policy of forced arbitration for new employees rather than do away with it entirely. 150. What? Yeah. You can't, you're going to grandfather in a bad law? What the fuck? That's basically you saying, we know a lot of bad shit happened, right. but because you worked here before we said it did, Tough we, titties. you can't yeah. get us. <laughs> yeah. 150 Riot employees took part in the May 6th walkout, holding signs, giving speeches, and showing their solidarity. This, to me, sounds fucking nuts. And apparently yes. this is an, a thing in the in the gaming industry, which is just doesn't surprise me too much because I feel like it's a bunch of nerds being like, oh, well, I've got the power now, you know, like, because they never really, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they always got beat Absolutely. up or picked on by an athlete, and now they're the fucking... I see the way these guys swing their dicks at E3 and shit, man. Like, I've been there. Like, they, when there's a porn convention uh, right next door, it's weird. It's fucking weird, man. Listen, here's the deal. All the, everyone fucking sucks. Like, all people just suck in general. But, you know, you get a lot of people and and you you build certain cultures and set things in your structure. And this is the shit that happens. You have a bunch of people that, sure, maybe, there's probably some of them that did pretty well for themselves, and there's probably some that did really shave themselves, but you create a culture of people who just think they're freaking digital little, the fucking noob master 69s, <laughs> and it creates a really toxic environment. And now the company instead of saying, you're right, let's make some changes, let's do things to protect ourselves as a company, let's do things to protect our employees, to maybe try and curve this whatever the fuck this has become. Instead, they're like, whoa, we didn't do anything wrong. You can't sue us, and we're not going to let you ever sue us. But if you try and sue us, we're not going to let you sue. It's like, fuck off, man. Like, be part of the solution. Don't be part of the problem or try to try to hide the problem or make it so the problem can't come get you. Like, that's fucked up. Riot Games sucks. I don't even know what games they make, but I'm not playing their games anymore. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty This this is pretty surprising. Oh, they make League of Legends. Yeah. Good, don't play that anyways. So, Stonehearth, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, this sucks all around. Um. I also read one story that one employee reported uh, some sexual activity, which got kind of dismissed or whatever. But then the her accuser ended up getting promoted afterwards. So, oh, fantastic! <laughs> yeah, I, I'll say this: there is a really, I would say, a pretty good episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine that goes that covers mm-hmm. this kind of. Yeah, it's a recent episode, right? The one about how. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, where um, it talks about a woman. Uh, she's get she's in trouble for swinging a golf club at some dude. Yeah, she balls. like knocked this dude out and put him in the hospital. He's and like wearing like, that diaper. She, it's she funny. Wanted to press charges, but then it's like a whole thing about like, well, she can get more money if she doesn't press charges. I'll just pay her off, but then he'll get rewarded for. It. And it's this whole freaking crazy fucking culture out there that I'm not even kind of a part of. Or if I am, I would. I can't even say if I am. I would know because I know I'm not. <laughs> But like this is just like a fucking thing that happens in big big companies and corporations and gaming industries and all these little fucking the, the whole like film industry is just full of shit like this. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. And even just some of the stuff that we that dudes take advantage of, or because we're one, we're oblivious to a lot of shit in, to begin with. So something 
like my my favorite part of that episode is when it shows both perspectives of the day and like they're saying sure. the same oh, thing yeah, yeah. but like like it shows uh Jake Peralta He's like, yeah, he's like, oh, sick. And he's like watching this kid play a video game while, while they're waiting for a bus or something. And then like right, 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 it right. pans over to her and she's like, ah, oh, sick. And it's like this creepy dude just like lurking at her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like fucking staring from like a half a foot away. Or like there's one where a guy's like, I, uh, excuse me, can I please speak to a police officer? And it's like she's in a full on police uniform and she's like, yeah, I'm right here. And she's like, he's like, no. And then Jake Peralta comes out. And all he's he's wearing street clothes and like a badge around his neck. He's like, "Oh, good, you're a cop." Stuff like that. And I'm, I, you know, it was. I, th- I find that funny. And obviously, they did a really good job of making it funny. But I think that that's something that dudes just never experience and will never experience, but or and have been oblivious for a long time. And I think that sucks. But I, I'm glad that it's coming to light. I definitely agree that there is a, a there there's a level of being oblivious to it. There, I completely agree with that. Uh, but also, I think that's. It's being oblivious, but there's a lot of people out there, a lot of dudes out there who are just fine being that way. And I think for when me and you can watch this kind of stuff and appreciate it, it helps open our eyes to look for things like that. Because if you just don't think about it, then you're not looking for it. But if you're someone that's genuinely like a fucking good, normal human person or whatever, like just having somebody be like, oh, I guess things can be different. I don't think of it in that way. Maybe that helps you recognize when something shitty is going on. Yeah. So good for that. Speak- we're do we're we're trying. Speaking of riot. Uno rules have sparked a little buzz over the internet. Um, over the weekend, Uno reminded the world. Who is Uno rules? Who you say? Who is Uno rules? Yeah, who's Uno? The game. Uno the game. Card game? Wait, the rapper, the rapper, the game. Oh, Uno. Oh, right. Oh, the actual game. Okay. Oh, rules riot. Tell me about this. What are we talking about? Chris, here? let me tell you. It goes like this. Over the weekend, Uno, Uno reminded the world of a rule of their game, and the internet riot began. The rule is: if someone puts down a plus four card, a draw four card, you must draw four, and your turn is skipped. You can't put down a plus two to make the next person draw six. Was that was that a thing? Apparently, this is a thing where I haven't played Uno in such a long time. I've never heard of that in my whole goddamn life, no, and I've played a lot of Uno. Apparently, a lot of Twitter's responses were like, oh, my God, Uno doesn't even know how to play Uno. And, like, people were pissed, like, this ain't a rule, not in my house, and some yeah, Game that, of Thrones references were dropped. And Just reading that rule makes it sounds like... This is a weird thing because all rules to games are made up, but we all accept that for the most part, board games and card games of this caliber, the rules do make sense. That rule, however, absolutely sounds like something that somebody made up around their table one time because they were getting fucked in Uno. Yeah, so apparently that's what they're saying, like, that this this move is is illegal. Yeah, they're like, hey, everybody, we know that you're out there playing. If you skip you plus four, skip somebody, then they drop a plus two. That gives six to the next person. What the fuck are you guys talking about? That's insanity. No, no, you, you just skip the person's turn. You just do what the card says. If we wanted you to do the other thing, that card would say that or some shit. Yeah, so... <laughs> I don't know, but the internet went nuts like it always does. You know how they do. They're mine. Craziness. You ever play, uh, when was the last time you played Uno, though? I mean, probably on like a plane or a boat trip. I don't take a lot of boat trips, but probably like a plane or maybe a cabin night. Uno's fun. I'm, in it, I'm into the Uno. What's that Uno game? You ever seen that one that like shoots at you? You know, it's like. 
Yeah. It's like Uno, and but the thing's like turning at all times, and it's like about to fucking shoot 30 like cards Russia. at you. I don't like that. I don't like that kind of... I just want to play straight up Uno. It's like Russian roulette Old Uno. school. Yeah, I don't need that. I don't need that kind of stress in my life. I'm trying to decide, should I play a blue eight or a green eight, and all of a sudden it's just shitting cards in my mouth. I don't want that. <laughs> no one does. Uh, Chris, I got some Ice Cube news, though. Goddamn, it's a brand new payback. Oh, thank God. I've been waiting. Every week, I just sit on the edge of my seat hoping there'll be Ice Cube news. <laughs> I know I am. What are Ice Cubes uh, up to? Ice coming Cube. in a new shape now? Ice Cube hopes to drop last Friday on its anniversary. Uh, Cube revealed his mm. plans for the Friday sequel on the episode of ESPN's The Jump. Cube shared that he wants the movie to drop in time for the original 25th anniversary. So that would be April 26, 2020. Chris Tucker also said he's flirted with the idea of reprising the role of Smokey, and he said this, If it comes together right, I'm definitely going to take a look at it and see if it works. He also told ESPN. I don't know how ESPN became the frontrunner for breaking news, news of, for Friday. Everything else is just devolving into this whole pol- politics, yeah. and ESPN's like, I guess we'll do news now. <laughs> he says, I never say never. I definitely want to check it out, and if it works, it's a possibility. Friday's been able to make itself a nice little cult classic franchise, I feel like. They're hilarious. I remember watching Friday as a kid, all those punchlines. Obviously, it came full circle when we saw Straight Outta Compton, when you saw Ice Cube say bye, Felicia, to a groupie in the hotel room, mm-hmm. which bye, Felicia became a thing of the last like five years or whatever. That's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Back again. Although there are sometimes some sequels, like How High 2. I don't know if you saw that. Did you see that, Chris, at all? I did not see that one. I know it exists, though. Yeah, it's, uh, I think Yachty or something. Yachty's in it with somebody else. In a, oh, that's another thing. Lil Yachty's also in Longshot. I didn't say that on our show, but yeah. he's Interesting. Apparently wants... We're tying all the threads together. Anyway, uh, apparently he doesn't smoke weed at all, but he's in How High 2. This was a big hyped movie. Everyone was really on board with it, but Redman and Method Man weren't going to be in it. And then it ended up on MTV and the internet fucking trashed it. So. <laughs> Shit is straight for that. garbage. Hmm. Okay, well, hey, if they make it, good for them. And I will be interested in seeing how well it does. Jimmy Crack Cornyn, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? <laughs> Speaking of tra- th- strange things. Uh, Stranger Things trial. Do you remember this, Chris? This was a thing last year. Uh, they call it. Yes, I do. They're calling the trial quit. Uh, the lawsuit quits. They're, they're, ca- they're saying no more of that. Yeah, Kessler, whatever his first name is, he's he's dropping the case. But a lawsuit was filed back in April of 2018 about the show's or like original creation. As the trial was set to start, the lawsuit has been dropped by Kessler. He said after hearing the de- deposition testimony this week of the legal expert I hired. It is now apparent to me that whatever I may have believed in the past, my work had nothing to do with the creation of Stranger Things. Uh, he also said documents from 2010 and 2013 prove that the Duffers independently created the show. As a result, I have withdrawn my claim and will not be making any further comment about this manner. Uh, it's kind of weird, right? Like We all know that he got paid off, right? That's what I'm thinking. That's what I. That's extremely, extremely clear. Just you reading that statement, every, everyone's on the. Anyone listening at home, we're all on the same page that he was clearly paid off to drop this lawsuit. Right. So they can. So Netflix doesn't have to deal with it. I mean, if he and I wouldn't feel so strongly about that if it had just said at the end of that quote, it says created their show. As a result, I have withdrawn my claim. Period. Now I go. Okay, maybe he actually did. And I will be making no further comment on this matter. Because I want to keep that money. That happens when you sign paperwork and get money. 
that's when you get to say things like, I'll never bring this up again because you got something that made you want to stay quiet. Exactly. And then sign that NDR. Yeah, this guy got paid off for sure. He absolutely came up with Stranger Things. They ripped him off <laughs> either either halfway or something. And he was like, give me that money. And they're like, we'll go to court. And then all of a sudden it was like, things were starting to get dicey. And they're like, oh shit. Like he's got, he's got some shit talking to that. I was talking to this guy in a bar and he showed me all his little fucking drawings and coloring pencils and shit. (laughs) And I I came home and we took that show. I I remember this now. And they were like, we got to pay this guy $10 million. And he's like, I will never make a comment again. I'm dumb. I didn't write the show. (laughs) You'll never see me again. And I'm off to my island. Going to that guy's house every fucking every month for the rest of that guy's life. He's going to get a check in the mail. Every time someone mentions Stranger, so good for him. Props to that guy. That's the I mean, that's that's honestly the goal. I don't want I don't want to write anything that gets turned into a movie or turned into a show. That's exhausting. I want to write something that somebody rips off. I sue them and they pay me to stay quiet because then my thing still gets made. And I just get paid that money to do nothing. Exactly. Sit around my ass. Sit on that. Yeah. Sit on this. Kaboom. Bang, bang. Two. We got two more stories and then we'll, we'll get to our. Two quick stories. Chris, you're a big Game of Thrones fan. Oh, that's one way to put it, Brad. Uh, besides hearing that this last episode was by far probably the worst episode of the entire show. Uh, it was up there. Not only that, but they forgot to fucking take out a Starbucks cup. Did you see? Did you notice this? You know what? Did not notice it. Uh, for those eagle-eyed people that did, I mean, there were a lot of them. That's awesome. And maybe it's, you know, people that fucking just, most people just watch it three times in a row. And they, the second time they're like glued to the screen, like looking for anything. But, uh, but wow, what a, what a thing it was that they, somebody left a Starbucks cup on there. They filmed that scene, put it in the show and made it all the way through with nobody saying, there's a fucking cup right here. Yeah, it's, it's been, it's come out. Um, a producer confirmed that it was a misplaced Starbucks cup in the shot. HBO has now gone back and removed it. Mm-hmm. So now, if you watch the show, it's not there. But man, this this show has it makes cost fifteen million dollars an episode. How does that happen? You know, there's a lot of moving pieces, and I guess shit happens. You know, like I mean, these are just the classic. Could you believe it made it into the movie, or like continuity errors, or like the air canisters you can see on the chariot and gladiator? Like shit happens. What I'm curious about is whose cup was it? And are they launching like a full investigation to find out whose cup it was? Like, are they like really going to get like, who fucking put that goddamn cup on that table? You know, are they more just like, oops, if I'm if I'm Starbucks right now, like I'm you need to capitalize on this, which I don't think they are. They're like, oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. You launch a campaign tomorrow. That's like classic shows and movies with your cup in it that they're like trying to remove. I don't know, something like that. Starbucks, you can call me if you want some more ideas. I got a whole gaggle of these things. I mean, they probably can't get licensing for a drink. Oh, they can get licensing. I mean, right. <laughs> they should They should just get like, now they can slang this tea because apparently it was tea. Came out that it was tea. You just make this fucking Game of Thrones tea and be like, get your ass seen on the show. Bang. Game of Thrones fucking dragon drool. You're gonna fucking hate it. Yeah, dragon tea, whatever. I can't believe it cost for it. That's some dragon drool. <laughs> Hot dragon drool in a cup. Mm-mm, smoking. <laughs> hey, that was a good one. Smoking. I can't believe. Smoking. At first, I can't believe they cost $15 million. And then, like you said, it just 
to not be seen like that's crazy. Sure. Yeah, nobody. I mean, you bet they're going to have some Poindexter fucking hot glued I would, you to think, that tape on the next you think somebody get, You think somebody got fired over this? I don't know. I don't think Darren, so. come on, like, man. You left the Starbucks if, cup if in was, there? If this was the second time, yes. <laughs> it's a third strike. It's a third Starbucks cup yeah. in the third. Like, God damn it. Are you doing this on purpose, you idiot? Darren, pack your shit. You're out of here, buddy. One time, one time is like, uh, I mean... Come on, what man. Pay attention like, to the details. It, it just happened. We, we had a good streak going. We had like 10 seasons without any of this. Uh, last season turned out to be the best season. Hey. All right, man. Let's talk some Far From Home. New trailer came out. I hit you up. I was like, Chris, oh, my God. Did you see a new trailer? Huh? And you're like, what? Uh-huh. There's a new trailer? Nah. And I was like, one word. Nah. Multiverse. All caps. Types. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exclamations. What do you think of the trailer, Chris? I think it's a fantastic trailer. I think that it's a great trailer because it highlights the movie, obviously, in a really good way. It makes me excited to go see the film. Uh, but also, I think that it, uh, I think that it does enough to connect some of the dots left over after Endgame, yep. which is good because this is technically the last movie of Phase Four. Phase Three. Which actually, the more I thought about that Phase as three. I watched it, Phase Three. Sorry. The more I thought about it, that's exactly what this film, that's why this one comes last. Because if you just ended it after Endgame, then you kind of have to do like a weird, like, Start over. we're starting yeah. a new phase, but we also have to connect to the old. Instead, they can just be like, hey, Spider-Man closed a lot of fucking loops. Now let's start with new things. Exactly. Thought about that, too. Um, So the big thing in this one, like Chris and I, we talked a little bit before the show, but they explained that um, Mysterio is not from our world. He's from another uh, when Thanos made this snap, spoilers for Endgame if you haven't fucking seen the movie yet, whatever. But he makes the snap. Apparently, it does worse. I think there's even a theory that each snap makes things worse and worse. Uh, whatever. So now there's a there's opened a portal and Mysterio is uh, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Now he's come through an R world and apparently these two monsters have followed. And now there's what's called the multiverse, which is. The multi. This is a big thing for all the comic book nerds. Like, oh my god, that means like uh, they're gonna have Spider Man from multiple Spider Man, and then there's gonna be a Captain America who's not really Steve Rogers, and it, it, everyone's freaking out. But for, which is funny for me because it's great and exciting and crazy as it can complex it can be with multiverses and stuff like in comic books. It's exciting for that part of me, but like this is turning. I feel like it's gonna start tur- turning off a lot of people. But I have a theory. I'll just, I'll just, we'll just get into my theory. Um. I think that this is all part of Mysterio's character. For those who don't know, basically he's an actor with special effects, right? Uh, instead of superpowers, but he's trying to like be a superhero. His wife cheated on him, right? Something like that. Yeah. yeah he's so like, he's like, didn't go over it. Yeah. so he's trying to basically the guy's a pathological liar, lies about everything. Absolutely. So I don't think, Absolutely. I think that he's saying this, but he's not actually from, and I think you said this was uh, one of your theories was, uh, he, he said he's from the multiverse, from a different universe or whatever, and or his planet or his world is different. But I th- yeah, I live my Earth. It's like we need someone like you on my Earth, and he's like your Earth, and they get into the whole thing. Yeah, I think I think this is the things happen with uh, in game. So now he's like popping up and trying to. I don't know if they'll go into his whole backstory with his wife and stuff, but I think that he's trying to be. My theory is that he's trying to be a superhero, and he's this whole thing is a fucking special effects show and he's not from a multiverse he's just saying absolutely what do you think i i will bet everything i have on on this being the case like you don't use mysterio as a character unless there's gonna be 
sleight of hand and he and he's a master of illusion yeah. so it's gonna be an illusion now if the capacity for that there is still a possibility that he is from a multiverse right. but that in that multi but this is all just be he has this technology maybe because he's from there that's sure maybe there but i don't think so i think opening a multiverse is so it opens so many can of cans of worms i think the idea of it is great but i think if they want to, they'll just hint that it's actually open, but it won't be this whole thing where magic's coming through and he's this. No, he's clearly putting on a show and trying to be something bigger than he is. Yeah, I think I think he's the perfect character to say some shit like that or like come up with this. whole. They story. put they put what the, what and I, I say this they but just in far or just in homecoming. What we've seen so far is that they will take a classic villain and they'll put they'll keep it true to form but put a different spin on it. So Tombs or Vulture, I should say, he is still the same Vulture, flies around, and but instead of stealing youth from young men and shit, <laughs> he just is a he's just a thief. It just strips him down to their bare bones. So in this one, instead of being some disgraced special effects guy, which it could totally end up being, uh, instead now what we're seeing is instead of a mysterious that's like, ooh, look how this. It's a mysterious that's more just like, I want to be a hero, and this is how I think I can do it. It's like Syndrome. I said it a hundred times. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Can't wait, but we'll have to wait and see. Comes out July 2nd. We'll be there. You be there. It's all going Everybody down. Get there. Yeah. All right, man. This time today, Chris, let's get into this main topic. We're talking Batman in the 1990s. Speaking of killing it, though, Batman hits theaters again. What? Yeah, Batman 1989, the original Batman starring uh, Michael Keaton. It'll screen on Saturday, May 4th at more than 600 theaters in the U.S. at 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. the local time. Batman Returns will also screen on Monday, May 6th at 4 p.m. and 7 p.m., while Batman Forever shows on Sunday, May 12th at 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. And finally, Batman and Robin will grace the theater's screens on Tuesday, May 14th at 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. Tickets are on sale now at Fathom Events website. While the prospect of people going to see the Schumacher films might seem odd, but it is important to remember that they are a cult classic. Mm-hmm, absolutely. In the last few years, this is all part of the uh, Batman eight, 80th birthday or 80th anniversary, however you want to look at it. But um, well, they just they just shit. they just did this with uh, the Dark Knight like two weeks ago. Why didn't they just do? Why, why are they showing it at one p.m. and four p.m.? Why can't just show it at night? Now I gotta go catch an afternoon movie. It's on a weekday. I mean, a weekend. I know, but then the other ones are like four and seven, twelve. And, I mean, they, I, they're ugh. gonna they sell out. Look, it's gonna sell out. It'll sell out. You think? Really? A, a Dark Knight sold out. Well, granted, it's that's probably the best Batman movie. I would like to see the first one in theaters. I think that could be fun. It'd be fun to go to. Who are you? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, Michael Keaton. I mean, Batman. <laughs> I'm Beetlejuice. Oh, shit. Sorry. My last movie I did. Sorry well, about that. An unripped uh, Michael Keaton wearing a turtleneck. Nice fucking model. Looks like goddamn Bill Gates or Appleton or whatever that guy's name. What was his name? Steve Apple? Vicky Vale. <laughs> Tommy Jobs. Tommy Jobs. Oh, Tom- Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Yeah. He had Steve this- Jobs took his style from watching that movie. He thought he was Bruce Wayne. It, it, it could be real. And we're on to something here. Somebody in the FBI is like, get. Get the director on the horn. These guys figured it out. <laughs> when we talk about Batman, we still talk about Tim Burton's Batman and, and that whole thing. Obviously, that last one's rough. The last two are pretty rough, but... Yeah, it's definitely a terrible film. 
Uma Thurman's like, look at my wide eyes, and Arnold Schwarzenegger is a scientist. We're supposed to just buy into that. I mean, plus the I'm really good at science. <laughs> Bring back my wife. Ridiculous. I I think it's even more funny to watch you eat a sandwich and then do your Arnold Schwarzenegger fucking impression. Uh, I've worked my whole life for this. And then Bruce Wayne's like, I cured it overnight. He's like, why didn't you do that earlier? If you're familiar with the YouTube channel Cinema Sins, go back and watch those. Uh, oh, really? Those they're good? really funny. On, on the Batman movies, the oh, old I ones. Bet. Oh, Especially when um wets my whistle just thinking about him. Especially with uh what's his name? Who played Robin? Uh Chris Chris N C I S Los Angeles. L O Cool J's partner. O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. But you can't stop me, Bruce. I'm an orphan now. You're like thirty. <laughs> I'm not gonna need to adopt him. He's not a kid. Uh well they get in this situation. I'm talking about the scene where, where Val Kilmer has to pick between Mm, that's in forever. That's in forever. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Where he has to pick between, pick between Chase Meridian, Doctor Chase Meridian, right. and Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, but then they're both in these tubes, and I forget if it's Jim Carrey or or Tommy Lee Jones. I think it's Jim Carrey who's like, yeah, it is. Uh, this I'm gonna kill your side uh, or your sidekick, Robin. Doctor, but like or ten minutes, sidekick. like ten minutes before they in that predicament, Batman didn't even know he had a sidekick. He's like, huh? Because. And or a suit like Rob uh, Alfred, Alfred, oh, Alfred yeah. goes like Alfred goes like this. He's like, Master Bruce, uh, Robin has run away. I made you something. Master. And then ten minutes later, he's got like the new Robin suit. Well, then, no, because then he comes down. He says, "If you're gonna do this, we're doing it together." And then Belkimer's like, "Then we do it my way." He's like, "Fine, but I get the jet." And he's like, "No, I get the jet. You take and then the boat." Taking the boat. And he's like, Ooh. And then he crashes the jet and makes it a boat to to shoot him out yep, in the water. Exactly. What a great film. Maybe has a submarine? No, it's definitely a boat. And then, like, rip it along, like, ew, my sidekick. And then Jim Carrey's like, ew. And that's when he has that terrible but thing. Jim Carrey. Cinema sin. He's like, let me tell you a riddle. <laughs> He's like, I see without seeing. To me, daylight is as dark as night. What am I? And Jim Carrey's like, well, you fool. You're as blind as a bat. <laughs> He's like, exactly. And <laughs> he, like, he. <laughs> He puts a button and his mask things come down and it's like infrared so he can see the thing he needs to hit with this giant fucking battering that he throws. That thing's called a cube and it looks like like a blender. And he throws it and then it's like, why did you need to do the whole mask thing? Like, I see without seeing. (laughs) What am I? Or even even the scene where... He blinds himself and throws it. (laughs) What the hell is the point? Just throw the thing at it. Or even when he's like, uh, when he's talking to Two-Face and he throws the coins up. Yeah. And two like, He's like, Jones, like oh, no! they're like hanging on like this ra- like a rafter. Yeah, like a metal rafter. Yeah, and he island. throws all the coins up, thinking, and then Tommy Lee Jones like loses his balance and dies. Yeah, because he like tries. Somehow to that doesn't coins. count as as Batman killing anybody. No, he doesn't go to save him. But how is he carrying around all that change? You know that's got to be annoying. I mean, that's the classic. Uh, that's actually a very classic Obvious. comic kind of right, right, right. Know? He'll just have things on him all the time. The like, right stuff at the right he, like, time. He would, in somewhere in his mind, he was like. All right, Two-Face is going to be there. Better bring a fucking stack of coins. <laughs> Maybe a couple paper bags. Uh, Michael Jackson's album, Man in the Mirror. And that's pretty good. <laughs> let me, like, let me load up. Know, like, how many times do you carry those coins around and not need them? Right. He's like, freeze, Two-Face. He kicks in a bank. It's just like normal bank robbery. He's like, God damn it. Puts <laughs> the coins back in his back pocket. He's like, son of a bitch. I uh, thought he was, is he here? Flip your little coin. What would you say is the most is is Batman uh, forever more ridiculous than Batman and Robin? God no. 
God, it, it, it's more jarring because you went from Tim Burton's Gotham to a huge jump in Schumacher's where, where future all of a sudden, Gotham. All, all of a sudden, there was like giant statues everywhere. Yeah, the whole city is like built in this fucking sky, and everything's really colorful and like this weird like graffiti street, urban street. Everything's glowing, glowing in the dark, like glowing, and then like that's obviously weird. But then I think that's a jarring change, but. That movie has some ridiculous scenes, but it is not nearly as ridiculous. Uma Thurman could have been an okay Poison Ivy. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger we already talked about. This one at least had a Tommy Lee Jones who is like doing you know his thing, and a Jim Carrey that's being Jim Carrey. Like it has a good cast still. That's a great cast. That Batman except, and Robin's got Alicia Silverstone, and she's like, "Remember me from Clueless? Well, now I'm Batgirl." And it's like, get out of here. And then she never acted again. <laughs> Girl, don't you mean woman? Like cool, she, and then she got a bat bike. Yeah, and she's like, "We'll we'll ride motorcycles. They're better on ice." Said fucking no one ever. <laughs> Not to mention the giant bat spotlight that they run in front of. Like, where are they running? Yeah, what? And you know what? What's of? Where, yeah, where do they where do they keep that? That's a great question. My thing is always in in, uh, in Batman and Robin. Uh, there's like the bidding thing I brought up with Uma Thurman uh, or with with Poison Ivy, and they're and they're trying to bid for it because they're both been poisoned. But Robin and Batman, and he's like a million dollars, and then Robin's like two million. Three million, four million. He's like, where you don't have to get that money. He's like, I have money you don't know about. Five million, and then Bruce Wayne's like, Batman. He's like, ten million dollars, <laughs> and like you don't have that much cash on you. He's like, the bat card never leave the cage. Oh yes, it. I never forgot about it. And it's like a Mastercard. Yeah, and it's got the bat signal on it. <laughs> yes, and it literally there's never been anything, uh, even shark spray or like that weird dancing thing in the Adam West band. There's never been anything that jarring because let's just connect those dots backwards. Batman <laughs> had to go to a bank. He had to open, even if he opened his own bank, he's left an enormous paper trail. It'd be like a superhero wouldn't just have like, like he's going to have to pay taxes on that. <laughs> he's going to have to like make minimum if, if payments. He, yeah, I guess if he pulls it out. Oh, hi, I'm Bruce Wayne. Uh, I like to pay. For, Batman's doing such a good job. I'd love to pay his bill. On his I want a wire transfer, Batman. I'd like to start a bank called Bat Bank. In case Batman wants to have a bank, but it's not my money; it's somebody else's money. <laughs> but it's definitely Batman that's doing it. The most ridiculous thing ever. Anybody there could have been like, "He's Bruce Wayne." He's, I did it. I just Googled it. He's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> wow, well, I, I guess you could LLC. say it was, it was a little bit before the internet. So you, you'd be I, I looked it up in the white pages. <laughs> <laughs> Bat Bank is owned by Mastercard. I, by I Bruce ran. Wayne. I ran back the tr- the, the the account numbers. And ma- it matched out it to Bruce really, Wayne. Really, if that dork can figure out that the bat suit is from Wayne Enterprises, I could figure this part out. Ridiculous. <laughs> Anyways, should be fun. I'd like to go see one of those. Um, and you—you you actually told me something really great. And we'll stay on the Batman tip for a second because um, we're talking about Gotham series finale is this week. Yeah. Tom- tomorrow, actually, it's today. So if you're listening to the, when the show launches, it's tonight. You better watch it. If you're not going to Avengers, you probably should go to Avengers and then just. Tivo that if that's still your thing. <laughs> um, but it's the final s- series episode. Uh, the series flash forwards 10 years into the future, and Bruce is set to return to Gotham for an- the opening of the new Wayne Tower. A series of crime leads up to Gordon believing Penguin and the Riddler are up to their old tricks. However, when Bullock is framed for a murder, da-da-da-da-da, 
Surprise. Why is that ki- Why is that guy always in the wrong? He always getting set up for something. Is this on? There's only an hour to do this whole thing. That's what I'm. T- I t- we talked about this today as well. Bruce talking Wayne about. comes back. He's ten years older. There's a murder and villains are up to something else. And I'm not done. Uh, Gordon begins to piece together everything for a more sinister plot targeting the city, and a new figure emerges from the shadows to be the hero of Gotham. Is it Bane? Nah, they, I I watched the last episode and Bane yeah, and it, yeah. Bane folded faster than. In, it was like, here's a bazooka round, and they were like, shoot him in his face. And he's like, oh, no. You know what bothers me about Bane? I don't know where this world came from where he needs to look different. There are people that actually wear luchador costumes. Yeah, I don't why know why they, they... just put him in a legitimate, get a big, beefy motherfucker, the guy that plays the mountain. Get that idiot. Put him in a luchador mask, and just, if you want to voice record a Spanish accent over him, do it. Like, why is everybody so divergent that it has to be like Christopher Nolan's Bane? Who, in fairness, not a very good Bane. Not Tom Hardy's fault. He's just weird. It's like, why does he have that mask on his face? Because he's in sure. constant pain, and, and it helps. Oh, that's not science. There's no science to that. Oh, I see people wearing these fucking masks all the time. You got a cleft palate and a loose tooth? Yeah, we're going to put you in a Bane mask. We're going to stitch it to your head. Yeah, they took that's the, not how it works. They took, like, the Dr. Doom move on that. They're like, one. they just can't explain Venom. The chemical, not the symbiote. Why don't they just make him, like, they a drug addict? Yeah, yeah, make it a steroid-based thing. What's the wrong with that? He has a certain thing where he can he can endure his great kidneys. Like, That's his like, superpower. Or even like just split, where like he snaps into the exactly. beast. When he, when he, Fantas- gets- he can take as many steroids as he wants, never has a problem. He, he just he just like gets cra- but he gets a little yeah, yeah like that'd be, that's like a good story. Up. He's like Rah! but he's also like very smart and skilled. Fire instead of being like I breathe through this mask. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I refuse to ask questions. This is a made up accent. Do you think you're in charge? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so good on these mics. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the series is finally coming to an end. Uh, we finally get to, we. I guess it was inevitable. We knew that this is how the show was going to end. Sure, yeah. We're going to see the Joker. Yeah. We're going to see. Yeah, see, another thing. Are we sure it's only an hour? Uh, yeah. So last, it's so l- only 60 minutes. We're sure they're not doing a two-hour no, season for fin- series finale. Fin- yeah. That's too much to do in 69 minutes. That's what I was trying to tell you. Minutes. That's what I was trying to tell you. 47 minutes. But at the same time, this was a show that couldn't even get a Batman costume. That's true. That's where we came into. I just read a great article about how they were looking for a Batman costume, and they got turned down by every studio to borrow one. How does but that... How, who, how, how do you not get a suit from the intellectual property of the show that you're on? There must be a disconnect from property-owned through a production company that's being licensed from another company. So the fact that Universal, let's say, I think or that WB was New Line, I think did New Line was New Line involved in the first? Who knows. Warner Brothers is behind Warner, Warner Brothers, Brothers is behind all of it though. Warner Brothers made the films, but they were doing it through a license from DC in partnership that even though Fox is doing Gotham, well that's like so that show so Gotham is a Warner Brothers property being licensed to Fox. And who knows? Maybe it's something to do with movie. I don't know. All I know is that the article was saying that they could not get the permission to use a suit from a movie. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe the suits have to be, maybe they're like almost um, locked down property. Like if it's used, they can't thing, be used it can for anything else. can only be used in this thing or an evolution of, the, of said thing. Yeah, this is why I think that that's, I think this is why I think this story is so funny and weird because. If it's a, it almost makes them sound desperate for a suit. Mm-hmm. And they, there should be there should be hundreds of suits on hand. Oh, I mean, you could literally I could get a Batman suit tomorrow. Yeah. 
that they're like, well, I guess one once they had to like piece together one from pieces of like multiple suits. But that sounds cool. Like what you told maybe me. Maybe it'll be cool. Maybe it'll look cool. As apparently he has. Apparently the. T- face tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell. Tell me what you told me today about. What I told you is that the story that I read was saying that. Um, I wish I could find it right now. Uh, the story I was reading was basically saying that they had to piece together the Batman suit out of pieces of other Batman suits and then like mold those together to be one cohesive suit. Making so it has its, its own, own look. Right. Apparently the face is supposed to be really like scary, like a pretty like intense face. Let's just look up Gotham Batman. You think you think if you Google Gotham Batman suit. Yeah. Gotham's finale, Gotham's finale, uh, Batman suit is a highlight reel of the Dark Knight's best looks. That's the title of the thing. Let me just get through this real quick. Um, it's a highlight reel of comics, it's of the comic, blah, 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 because that's what we think the show was to us, the building of the best. Oh, yeah. For live-action Batman films, uh, here we go. When Batman finally swings into Gotham, shut up. Over the years, we've seen numerous Batsuits <laughs> produced for the live-action Batman <laughs> films and TV shows. And none of them were available to the Gotham production team for use in this final episode. That's so, so instead, bizarre. they built their own, and it's one true to the show because they used inspiration pieces from all the other ones. Inspiration we, pieces. We, hey, you've got you guys like bat suits? Can we? Oh yeah, he said. I'm calling people and saying, can we have a bat suit? And they said no. And he said, can we have one of your other things? And they said no. And in the end, the team just piece their own costume together. I have inspiration from the comics, I have inspiration from different pieces of the bat, bat suits from the other movies. They basically just built their own. the comic, and it's only for what, one 10 minute shot or sequence, maybe less. So you well, can go all out. You can make him look like Jim Lee's Batman if you want. Well, supposedly we are getting them. Jim Gordon's going to have a mustache, although in the trailer I didn't see anything. About damn time. Mackenzie with the mustache. Show, I won't watch that show until he gets a mustache. That's my thought. So you're just going to watch the last episode. Like, this Jim Gordon sucks. Which is funny because they, if you look at the Adam West Batman, he, uh, Jim Gordon didn't have a mustache. I didn't even know there was a Jim Gordon in the Adam West one. Uh, when was that? Really? I thought he just he, had like, always a direct line of the mayor. No. Nah, the other movies, it's like the same guy. And he, happens, he never knows that Bruce Wayne changes actors. Uh, Bruce, Bruce <laughs> Batman, good to see you. You're different. Even, You're you, taller and thinner and sharper. <laughs> you, looks like you've cut. Like they, yeah, they couldn't have made a joke. Like you, looks like you've lost some weight. That's like we got Keaton here. who's just like you know hanging in there, being himself. Remember when Keaton even Keaton even hung upside down while he was uh-huh. sleeping? While he was sleeping with Vicky. Yeah, he Bale. really leaned in the Tim Burton style. Tim Burton being like, he's a bat. <laughs> Be a bat. That's <laughs> 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 like hold on, Tim. We're making a different movie here. He's a bat. Sweet, no. So I'm gonna need you, you to know, swing. He'd make, he'd make a great Batman Bat movie. Batman versus Man Bat. All right, Chris. Man. Let's get into some classic Batman. Some Tim Burton, 1989, the first Batman. I guess it's not the first Batman film, but yeah, there's still the Adam West Batman. But that wasn't. Movie. Was that a theatrical release? I don't think it was. I think it was. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have to do. I'll have to. 1960 Batman, 1966. Yes. Yeah. Either way, Batman Telvin series and the first full length theatrical adaptation of DC Comics character Batman. So it is the first Batman. Movie. All right. So I was I was wrong. Uh, this is the. But s- I mean, this is the first Tim Burton's is the first of the modern era. They went over 30 years between making a Batman movie. Uh, so of the modern era of films, you could say in quotes heavily since it was 1989. Fair enough. But still the first or I guess it wasn't 30 years. It would have been first you know, action packed blockbuster. Years. Yeah, 
Because that was actually based on a TV show. So this is a whole new. Yeah, that's true. What, bread this and butter. Is a whole brand new Direct, Directed was it? Who's it written by? Do we know? This. Who wrote Batman? Yeah. It was written by Sam Ham. <laughs> that's a fun name. You... And Warren Skaren. There you go. Or Skaren. Uh, this dude Sam Ham. <laughs> I can't get over. That's a fantastic name. He wrote uh, uh, Batman, Batman Returns, and then really nothing else. So he really knocked those out of the park. He was, uh, yeah, yep, yep. This movie came uh, the, in theaters, dropped Jan- June 23rd, 1989. I didn't get a chance to see this when I was a kid and, until it was already out on VHS. Back then, even oh, I see even movie movies stayed in theaters for like six months, like a long time. Yeah, they would, it would just like keep them running. Why not? I did go see this in the theater, and I honestly felt like a kid again immediately. Oh, yeah. It's amazing how much film has changed and technology has changed, but this movie's still very classic. Um, this is all back before you had to be a ripped-ass superhero. Like, his cost... Oh, yeah, he's the opposite of ripped-ass Yeah, he's superhero. wearing a... He's, it's Michael Keaton rocking a turtleneck, baby. Like, he's he's... His, yeah, he's got fuzzy hair and he wears glasses, which I had a real laugh about in one scene. He's sitting in the back cave and he's like looking at he's like watching something and he's got his glasses on. He takes his glasses off and he rubs his eyes. And I'm like, oh man, we never thought about it. like Batman fucking wears glasses. <laughs> he's like, he's trying to solve a crime. He's got to put his fucking readers on. I don't think so. His bat suit is where his muscles have muscles. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, that's the, it, the bat suit is the muscle machine. The bat suit has abs built into it for him. So yeah. Thank God. The thing I love about this is Joker is notorious for not having an origin story. They definitely gave him an origin story and tied him to Bruce Wayne. From the jump! From, 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 from the jump! Yeah, they, uh, this movie, watching it now, because it's been so many years since I've seen it, uh, watching it now was quite an experience. Like you said, obviously it ties back to like being a kid, and I remember I like, I remember this scene, or I feel like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember when I was a kid, I used to love that thing. But like, watching it now, there was, it was such a different take I had on it. I both, I both, really enjoyed it and at the same time understood that it's not that it's not that well made like it's not it's not a great movie but it's also very enjoyable for what because it's made to be that way kind of and i think that there's so many elements that are i mean still debated to this day about the film and one of those is the fact that it just completely ties joker and bruce wayne together jack napier and bruce wayne together and that's how it's just been. Or I mean, the other points obviously always come up are just Batman fucking murking people left and right. But uh, that was an interesting thing for me because I didn't remember that as a kid, him being Jack Napier being the one to kill Bruce Wayne's parents. Right. But then, like we see it in storylines now, like in comics, where he'll be like, "I made you, but you made me." And that comes in that movie. He has that fucking line. He's like, "If I made you, then you made me." But that poorly executed line in the movie. Oh yeah, I mean, there's later. definitely pieces in dialogue, but I think acting has changed since then. So I kind of forgave some of that stuff. Um, sure. Jack, let's let's not. We talked about Michael Keaton as Batman, uh, but Jack Nicholson, who originally yep. didn't want to do this role, but somehow, if I remember correctly, and maybe this is in there, but I remember mm-hmm. who was who was gonna play. Was it Tim Curry? Yeah, Tim Curry was. That sounds right. Tim Curry was originally had the role, right? Yeah, and then uh, Jack Nicholson had he had an off the clock agreement. His contract specified the number of hours he was entitled to have off each day from the time he left the set to the time he reported back filming, as well as being off for mm-hmm. L.A. Laker games. <laughs> uh, hmm. at, this at the time, I think I think Jack Nicholson was a list like 
top notch dude. No, I mean he's big, he's crushing it. He's crushing at it at this time. I mean he's living the life, man. And Kim Basinger is Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale also this was a new character, right? She wasn't in the uh, com- Vicky Vale. No, she's a she's from the old uh, comic. Oh, strip. she is. She her first appearance is Batman number forty nine, October nineteen forty eight. Well, I'll be. Shows what the fuck. I'm Becky Vale. The other thing that, and it wasn't Ace Chemicals, it was Axis Chemicals in the movie. Yeah, you know it's that? some that that's a great thing. There's a lot of things that are slightly tweaked, and I'm sure there are papers and there are things we and you could dive really deep into and read of why they had to change the name on this thing. But there's certain tiny details. I was like, well, why didn't you just call it Ace Chemicals? What was so why why'd you why call it, it Axis? Or is that something that hadn't happened yet? Like, has the story where it's called Ace Chemicals not come about yet? Interesting. And there was no red. Is it re- is it reversed? Because you don't have a Red Hood story yet. That character's not even around. They haven't tried to tell the Joker's origin at this point, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So maybe later they called it Ace instead of Acme. Or a- a- Axis. Axis, yeah. The other thing that I like. Who knows? <laughs> who, who really does know? Um, The other thing I liked about this was that uh, this was still back in a time where CGI wasn't was a thing, but like used very, very little. And they use it, I think, the most obvious is when the armors up the Batmobile. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're just like starting to twiddle around with how they can do things using a little bit, right. using graphics. Um, the thing that I did, I could tell now looking at it was the miniature models and things like even Batman swinging from the clock tower, like built uh, the church yeah. tower is like a figure I just mean, like on a string. You made, you made models back then hard. Yeah. And blew and, shit uh, up. That's like how you bat, blew shit up. wing is like, you can definitely tell it's there. That's how you did it. And Burton, I, I will say that he is a he was a master of creating sets using models that would make things kind of in his mind. Like when you look at a model, you can tell that that's a, that's a Tim Burton type model. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was. It's. It's just. It had so many nostalgic parts. It, it's obviously very dark, and I think that that's a, a big switch. They going with you know a darker Batman, an actual. He stalks criminals and the Joker's pretty fucked up and he like kills women and shit. But like, I was also surprised watching this time to see how much of a hybrid it was with 1966 Batman still. There are these certain shots where the camera will go at an angle and like the, the like the waiter falls down. It's kind of almost like they fall. He falls and comes towards the camera, just how it would in the old 1960s show. And like there are certain shots and and the way it just looks at times it still feels kind of almost psychedelic how that one did and i was like that's interesting because there's this kind of lightness to it mixed with this darkness yeah i definitely looking back on it he definitely has a um caesar romano joker feel is that absolutely yeah Yeah. another hybrid too of the original joker Yeah. yeah he's kind of like this halfway in between and i think that a lot of us, when you think of movie Joker, obviously Heath Ledger's taken over, but this one is much more a halfway in between. He is halfway Heath Ledger's Joker and he's halfway Cesar Romero. Is that right, Cesar Romero? Yeah. yeah. His his Joker, where it's goofy and over the top and funny and like a little bit ha ha ha, but then also sinister. just has these really dark, yeah. cutting, sinister moments. Yeah, I thought so too. The other thing I I absolutely love about this, and this was a thing I, at the time and isn't really done in, anymore, but... Prince did the entire soundtrack. I I could remember that as I ha- soon as it came up in the credits. I was like, "Oh shit, that's right. There's Prince songs in this." Yeah, pr- originally I guess um the producers wanted Prince to write the music for the Joker and then have Michael Jackson do the romance songs. What? And then Elfman would then combine the style of Prince and Jackson songs together for the entire film score. 
Okay. Uh, this was this was definitely peak Prince Michael Jackson. Um, if for those that don't know, there was uh, a time where Prince was supposed to be on Michael Jackson's "Bad," the song "Bad," supposed to be like a battle between the two of them. Obviously, both stars in their own right, but uh, Prince didn't want to do it, and so there's always been that want of Prince and Michael to do a song together that never happened. Obviously, but um, damn. This was right in the midst of it, man. Like that, you having Prince on Prince do the Batman soundtrack. Like, just having one person do the entire soundtrack is like not a thing anymore, right? And original music. A lot of times, a lot of these these movies will just throw together a compilation sound, and there's your soundtrack. Well, something else that comes out of the music, which I realized immediately, and I actually had to, I, then I was like, well, I better look that to make sure, is the fact that. No shot, no surprise. Danny Elfman did the music. If you watch Batman cartoons or anything from them, you always see Danny Elfman. But what I really didn't put together is the fact that the the Batman theme song, like when you if you know what it is, you can hear it in your freaking head. He came up with that. Like that came out of this movie, and that transferred to Batman the Animated Series. That transferred to everything. There's tones of it. Laced yeah, that was in Nolan's Batman movies. Like they were. Yeah, that was that song was carried throughout the nine throughout the nineties as as the Batman theme song. That's a huge thing. I mean, you know that tone. You know what it's talking about, and it's really cool that there it is. It's it's really really a, a great theme song, and it came. So there's so many good pieces that come out of this, and even like just the just the stylistic choices. You're right. I mean, having Prince do these music, and I I also struggle sometimes because maybe I'm just used to what movies we have nowadays act these action superhero movies not that i was bored but i just feel like there were certain times where the camera was just holding on something forever like when he's yeah, on the like, roof and he's dancing with kim basinger and she's limp like it cuts to that, that shot of how it, it cuts to that shot of him doing that like five or six times and one of the shots is like a full minute long and like when he's dancing on the parade and he's in the parade and jack Nicholson, he's throwing money out to the crowd like a, you know what he's doing and then it cuts back to a scene and he does it for like like 60 like, like a minute and a half straight again it's just him like throwing money and dancing doing weird stuff and then it gets back to the action it's almost like these are some really weird long shots that don't seem to be doing anything yeah there's definitely some i can notice that as well there's some long drawn out scenes of like all right we get the point but yeah i think it's an att- attention i think it's an attention thing now where everything's quick everything's explode everything's moving but back then you could draw like you could draw things out a little bit more be more right uh, hold things hold camera positions a little bit longer so yeah i think that's all changed but i got to say this this has to be the spark of superhero movies i mean i know superman i think was made maybe before this right yeah absolutely absolutely but it was a totally different that's kind of trash. movie that's trash yeah, and it, it's got some problems. It's, but it's it's the, that's like the first attempt. This is like the first good one, and then it's like okay, shit, you can make superhero movies and may and be a blockbuster hit. Like they're not looked at as like kids movies because now you're talking. I think right. The other thing that came out the same year is you you know you get Ninja Turtles with yeah, Jim absolutely. Henson doing the puppets. You're and, still de- we're dealing in puppets. We're dealing in all kinds of shit still. This is a classic time, I think. Maybe it's just because I'm of my age, but I feel like this is the hot. This is like the peak of prosthetics and 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 special effects, like that are real effects and not all. Before we get into computer shit, and you're talking, there's like a whole industry that's makeup artists that make things blow, like gory ass movies, 
alien like all this all comes out in this time frame where things like blood is splattering everywhere and it's yeah. like it's all real life's takes of real shit that they have to make and sure. figure out how to maneuver and things like that for instance big, in this big, in, in yeah, Batman in, in Batman like he can't even he can't move his neck and you see that so many times and he's like Ugh. I mean, he's like trying to look around the fucking things I'm like on his eyes really it's like a rubber mask that's not even attached to his face, just kind of sitting on his head. Um, looking back on it though, Chris, what did you think about Bruce Wayne trying to tell Vicky Vale he's Batman? Here's the thing with this movie, I I didn't really have a problem with it because I don't think that you can view this film as canon. Obviously, you cannot film this; that you cannot say this is canon. So I think you just have to accept it as a story outside of the actual lore, but that uses all the elements of the lore. Because, I mean, at some point, you you can't sit there and be like, "Well, this is a stupid Batman movie. He wouldn't kill people." This stupid Batman movie. The Joker died in the first movie. <laughs> stupid. Like, no. At some point, you just have to be like, "This is just like almost. It's almost an Elseworld tale, is what it is." And those, for those who don't know, that's a comic series. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, where and, basically uh, each like, one is miniature stories about Batman, and they don't connect anything really. It's just base. It's kind of like What If in Marvel. Like one of them is uh, the probably one of the most famous ones is called Ga- Gotham by Gaslight, which is what if Batman was Batman, but he was during the 1800s and was trying to stop Jack the Ripper in Gotham. Like oh, there are yeah, things yeah. like that. So I think you have to take the this movie and this movie series specifically and say it's its own thing. So he can break the rules. He can try and tell he can't just tell vicky Vale like she can fucking figure it out like yep this is who i am they probably didn't think this movie was gonna have sequels upon sequels upon sequels either no i mean here here's the thing about this too that's that's strange if you really dig into it filming this movie was a nightmare like it was an absolute nightmare everything all the things that could have gone wrong seemed to have gone wrong on this thing like at one point they had two film two reels of film that was like 20 minutes of movie like stolen and jack nicholson was like the biggest prima fucking donna ever like he wanted things exactly his way all the ways that he wanted them like i want to do my scenes this way and do this and then you've got michael keaton who's like he's like a logic actor he at that period in his life he said so like he would have a hard time like doing things the way that they wanted him to do them because it didn't make logical sense. And then like there was a writer strike and they actually hadn't had the script completely finished yet, or it had been finished, but they knew it needed work as they went. So they brought to bring in two new guys that weren't on strike to rewrite the script. And one of the guys that was on strike wanted to come back and rewrite the script, but they wouldn't let him cause he was on the strike. So like the movie was rewritten at one point, which is why there's all the lore, you know, like Dick Grayson is originally in the first script, but he got cut out or, The thing that gets me, though, about this being not attached is the fact that Bob Kane was still alive and he he was he was like on set. Yeah, he he was there the whole time and he had thoughts on it. So I think it's strange. And maybe I just don't know the original comics that well. But like, I think it's strange that Bob Kane would have been like or anybody there would have been like, you know what? We should definitely have Batman use a chain gun and bombs. Like that's absolutely in his character. That's only that's the only part of the movie you can say Vicky Vale finding out is weird. The Joker dying is whatever. I just think it's strange you would say let's have him fucking kill people because that goes against everything the comic stands for, and the character. Yeah, I think that might. I think it probably goes into like let's make this realistic. Like they don't Batman doesn't have laser gun. I don't know. I don't know how you explain. At they, some point, probably, why would he? Probably do came that? down to like some movie magic shit. Like let's let's make this try and make it able for. Or digestible for people who maybe sure. aren't like comic book nerds. 
Right. And I had us. I had a real I had a real good moment though when I was watching because there's the scene when Batman finally is like, I'm gonna stop it or whatever he says, and he blows through Axis Chemicals front gate and the, he pushes a button, the Batmobile, these two guns fold out and start shooting. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's right, he uses freaking guns here. Yeah. But they cut a hole in the, the wall or the garage door or whatever so he can go through. And I and I yeah. said, Wow, that was clever because you know what? In a pinch Batman would absolutely use a gun. He's done it before. Like he used a gun to to shoot off his handcuffs or he like he it's not that he doesn't want to use guns. He just won't use guns against people. He'll use them as a tool if he has to. So I was like, "Oh, he just used that to get in. That's okay. I guess he doesn't kill people." And then the very next scene, he drops a grenade and blows like 30 dudes away. And I was like, "Oh, yeah. never mind." Yeah, there's like only one real scene where you're like he throws a guy over the railing, and you're like, "Oh shit!" He just threw a guy over the railing. Yeah, railing. he like, like just fucking hucks him. And I mean, I like, know you. But can he, hang, he hangs from he hangs from the thing, and he's like, "Help me!" Oh. And he's like, "Oh god!" Like, and you can you can definitely get digging deep and say like, "Well, how's that any different from Ben Affleck's Batman?" Like those it Zack Snyder ones. On he's too, he's yeah. murking people. Like it's tough because there's so many. There's really great material that to draw on for Batman. But even and, and, even Christian Bale killed people. Yeah, it's gonna, it's, and that's the real thing about comics. Like, him not killing people is a pipe dream because at the end of the day, he's gonna throw a dude who's gonna hit his head funny and fucking die. We all know that. But I think there's a difference between actively killing and reasonable doubt that, like, being like, you know what? He could have lived from that instead of being like, fuck you and putting a bullet through a guy's head. Like, that's just, that's just different shit. So, yeah, he's not like walking around just murdering people. He's like, Throwing a guy off a building, which is fine. Yeah. And what <laughs> I was going to say, too, is like, obviously, there, there's a lot of great material to draw on. And when you got into this movie in this t- era and what came after that, in some ways, I feel like uh, the Dark Knight Returns is a huge one. And that one, it's a grizzled Bruce Wayne who's like, fuck this. I got to make some noise. Like, I can't just be like an old man punching people out. I got to freaking kill some bitches. But like that makes that's what they think <laughs> becomes darker. And I think that we've lost some of the best years of Batman comics when it was just a more about the way that he was like, it was more about him being a sleuth. It was more about him being sneaky and being able to slip in, which is why, and I know I do it every goddamn episode. It feels like that's why I think Batman, the animated series is the perfect form of Batman in motion. As far as like a cartoon, a movie, anything it's the perfect because he is everything Batman needs to be. And it works. I would 100% agree with you. I think you, there's a lot more you can do in the cartoon aspect and that makes it doesn't have to be real Absolutely. life accurate. So he I can think be slipping get, through wait. shadows. I mean, even the way Keaton walks at certain times, like in part of me is like, yeah, when he crashed and he walks to the church and he like fucking bursts the door open. And I know he's woozy, but he's like power walking and he's like heavy or like, he's like running. I'm like, that's just not how Batman does shit. Like he just moves yeah. differently. You know what I mean? So yeah, you gotta take everything with with uh, a little bit of grain of salt. They gotta work some stuff out. But one point it's I do want to say that came up, we got the classic Batmobile. Like when you think of Batmobile, oh, Batman, you think of that that's Batmobile the probably. That's, that's that it. Batmobile, not the Tumbler, not whatever that fucking weird Panther thing is in Justice League. Like you, you think of that Batmobile. My man. Yeah, yeah, look at this sure. fucking that's... cat thing. No, or this car. No, you don't think of, you think of that. The one. fire coming out the back. Oh, the one last thing it. I have to say, too. Yeah, the fire coming out. One last thing I was going to say earlier was this. I firmly believe that Heath Ledger is the... How do I want to say this? Heath Ledger did the best job being Joker. But Absolutely. Jack Nicholson 
is the best Joker. Yes. And I, would, I say that I would, because the char- because that. of characterization. Like Heath Ledger's Joker is a very specific kind of Joker that when I being nerds that we are and reading the comics all these years and things like that, I could never see Heath Ledger's Joker being the Joker that I know. But they but Jack Nixon did a great job of being, like we said earlier, funny and whimsical and completely sinister at the same time and insane. But also along that whole way, I never thought he's not in control. Like this dude has plans. He knows what's going on. And that's what that's where the Joker is so hard to balance. And I think the whimsy in some ways is missing from Heath Ledger's Joker, which is fine because that's not what that character is supposed to be about. The whimsy he has in that is like dark humor. And not to say that Jack Nicholson's isn't, but it just has a more of a colorful lightness to it. So that was an interesting thing for me to understand now. Like, I've always kind of thought, well, I'm sure he did an okay job. But looking back, I'm like, no, this is like the closest thing we have to the actual comic book Joker. Yeah, with Jack Nicholson's Joker, like, he would say something that's, like, sinister, but then his laugh afterwards was very, like, (laughs) like, very, like, laughable. Whereas, like, Heath Ledger is very, like very dark and you want to know i got these scars like he's very serious and like he doesn't laugh after he makes a point he's like look at me like he's like very he's really very there's like points where joker yeah yeah, exactly i know exactly you say go for it the the the, whereas like he's very out of the box like he's just a clown on mad doing madness stuff there was like jack nicholson would like laugh and like he was all about the party but he was like killing people he's like i'm gonna watch me mix all these cosmetics together and y'all are gonna fucking have the giant smile like i have <laughs> absolutely it's all it was Not, all about that, was a that. terrible laugh and it's all about yeah. like it was all about you know and there were times where he would stop and have a conversation like when bruce wayne's telling him that story and he's like genuinely kind of intrigued to hear what it is or like yes there are parts in uh the dark knight where batman thwarts something that joker had planned he, he gets a little mur- miffed but like there are these moments where Batman does something in this movie and, and Jack Nicholson's like, where, how, how does that keep happening? He, or, or my favorite line probably in the whole movie that he has is he took my, he's, he took my balloons. <laughs> like yeah. Susan Tays, my, my balloons. <laughs> he's taking my balloons. Like it's perfect. Cause yeah. he just, he can be so many different things, not just one thing done a couple of ways. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to read you something that you may not have known, Chris, that, and you said, like you said, this movie was a mess, uh, all the way from the script writing to having people attached to it. Yeah, but at Tim, one point, Tim Burton said it was the it was torture, the worst experience of the worst period of his life. But at one point, uh, Ivan Reitman was attached to the project and Reitman wanted to cast none other than Bill Murray as Batman. OK, could you imagine Bill Murray being Batman? I mean, this Batman, this Bruce Wayne is not a Bruce Wayne, so maybe. <laughs> I can't, I can't see Bill Murray being like, "I'm Batman." <laughs> no, and I, I don't think it would play. But here's another twist: is Eddie Murphy was on to be Robin. Okay, that would have been something interesting, right? But there was um, the follow-up, the sequel was obviously Batman Returns, and this also was supposed to have Robin in it. And that Robin was supposed to be played by Marlon Wayans. Okay. Marlon Wayans actually still gets paid for that movie, and he's not even in it. That's not bad. If you can, if you can score that, I think I think we've it. talked about that on the show before. But yeah, he still he still gets paid off Batman Returns somehow. I don't whatever the it's in the contract, so he gets residuals for a movie he's not even in. Interesting. That's dope. Nothing like getting paid for something you didn't do. I would love that. That's we talked about this earlier. On our news, that's exactly what I want. I want to do one little thing and just get paid and never have to do it again. <laughs> so these are some more stars that were supposed to be signed on to play Batman. Oh, yeah. Uh, get 
Mel Gibson, Kevin Great Costner, one. Charlie Sheen, Tom Selleck, yep. Harrison Ford, and our favorite Dennis oh, Quaid. That makes sense. I mean, they wanted uh, those. Said, obviously, those guys were the top stars of Hollywood at the time. They wanted um, they wanted an action movie star, and those guys were all other than Bill Murray from that list. All of those guys are at that point the top action stars. Action guys outside yeah, yeah. of I guess Tom Cruise Kevin wasn't Cole. considered probably because he's too little. Uh, uh, so interesting. But he was probably doing he was still doing like cocktail and shit. Yeah, he's still yeah he's probably he doing like the wrong, he was like the heartthrob wrong he was like the fucking Josh Hartnett of the time. That's true. <laughs> Back yeah, then. that's a hundred. So was Charlie he's, Sheen. He's, he's, he was young at that time too. Yeah, Charlie Sheen's pretty young at that time. Um, he's robbing people with candy bars. For the Joker, Brad Dourif, Dourif, Dorf uh, was yeah. Dorf was considered <laughs> Dorf. Who the hell is that? It wasn't he in Blade. Oh like yeah, Blade. you know who he is. You know who he is. Uh, Tim Curry, David Bowie was could have been the Joker. Not John Lithgow, who was also very sinister at acting at that time before he had a comedy side, and James Woods. That'd have been interesting. Too serious though. These guys were way too serious. And then Robin Williams was like lobbied hard for the part. And then that's I think didn't it come down to like Robin Williams was like, all right, I'll do it. And then Jack Nicholson was like, what? Robin Williams gonna do it? No, I'll do it. And they're like, all right, bye, bye, Robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right, right. Something like that. Well, also of- like the one guy, the main producer, and then Bob Kane. Since like the early '80s, they'd wanted him to do it, and so they were like, well, I guess we're gonna have to give it to this guy. And they went to him and were like, hey, just so you know, if They'd approached him multiple times, and they're like, well, if you want to do it, you can. And he was like, well, now I want to do it. Yeah, and then, obviously, we haven't touched on this, and we'll touch on it quickly before we get out of here. Billy D. Williams is Harvey Dent. I love this twist. I love this twist, and I would have loved to see it go further, but obviously this movie got handed down, continued to be handed down, even from the beginning of this movie, making the first Batman. It continued to be handed down process until somebody was like, I'll do it. It seems like it's all the way through now that I'm looking at the whole franchise. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just like everyone who, slowly got replaced and worked. who can we get it. to? Yeah. Who can we get to do this? And we'll can they do sh- it? We'll get we'll Schumacher and he'll do too. And then, but we, who else wants to be a villain? And who do you want to be Batman? Well, the only, okay, well, who do you want to be? The only goddamn person that stuck around was like the guy that played commissioner Gordon and the guy that played Alfred. Yeah. It feels like it feels like a giant bidding war, like all down the line. We're like, if we can't get Robin Williams, we'll just, or if we can't get Bruce or uh, Michael Keaton, call Val Kilmer. Yeah, see what he doesn't up to. want to do this. And then like, okay, we'll just keep, we'll just keep it. We don't need to start new movies. We'll just keep the franchise going. And it's almost like they went back to Michael. Hey, Michael, uh, we got Val Kilmer. He said, "Do it." You sure you don't want to do it? And he's like, "Yeah, fuck Val Kilmer. Let him have it." And then it just spiraled. And then the only person, and then Marlon Wayans was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." And they're like, "Nah, let's call Chris O'Donnell." <laughs> like, it just continues to roll. But it was a great thing, and it gave us hey, it's still you know, a good that movie and built on the exactly. Lore, I like it. Everybody, this is a classic Batman. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Yeah, definitely worth watching. It's just fun and it's weird and it's kooky, and I think I think you'll enjoy it because of those it, reasons. Yeah, it, the Tim Burton ones is obviously Batman and Batman Returns. And then you get into Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, and it gets a little bit, a lot more uh, fluorescent lighting and sure. ridiculous as, as each movie goes on. But Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman was a good role. Um, even Danny DeVito's Penguin, I thought, was one of the creepiest uh, 
villains, at least for me at that time, I know I was still young, but like, man, I remember going to see Batman Returns with my dad and like, being like, I'm scared. I, I was kind of scared of the a penguin. He had like black stuff coming out of his mouth and he lives in the sewer. Yeah, and I was like, I, I want to watch, I'm going to watch that one next. Dirty clothes. I'll tell you what I think. I'm honestly going to, I'm probably going to watch it tonight on uh, DC Universe. Before we get out of here, is there anything else we would need to cover about Batman? No, I think we're, we're giving, good. I'm calling it a splash. Chris, it's you would agree with it's it a splash. splash. Sure. It has some weak parts, but overall, it is a, pe- it's, a piece it's, of it's, American cinema that's worth watching. It's a splash. It's a it's a it's a classic. You know, acting in the '80s is obviously not the same. You're not going to get the Robert Downey Jr. But Michael Keaton at that time was Robert Downey Jr. So yeah. you got to take it. You don't go back watching Breakfast at Tiffany's expecting a fucking whoever actress. Is great right now. I can't think of anything right now. I'm Somebody else very to terrible. do it. Yeah. Yeah. But at the, anyway, you know what I'm saying. It's still good. Back in the day when they was acting like this. See, you know, they had all that. Well, I don't know, Dolores. You know, I don't know, Dolores. <laughs> there it is. Some of these days, you know, uh, whatever. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this has been the G-Splash. We're talking Batman 90s. We got dope shows coming up. We got uh, some merch to check out in the links below. T-shirts, hoodies, laptop cases if you want that. Uh, Stick around. Tomorrow we're dropping Splash Trash Mail. We're talking Longshot, The Intruder. Uh, If you have a moment, drop us a little review. Tell us how dope we are because this is the dope show. This is the dope show. Yeah. Uh, We'll be back next week. We're talking to episode 78. I'm Bradley Bax. My man Chris Bucky Watts. We out of here, baby. Bye.